today. The FBI searched Joe Biden's office months ago, and the White House never told anyone so much for transparency. A pro-life activist is found not guilty after the DOJ intimidated and terrorized his family. And the Biden administration extends the COVID emergency months after saying the pandemic is over. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. You may notice I am not in studio uh, over in Irving where we normally are because we're all iced in and we're doing the best we can to still bring you a show and uh, we appreciate your patience as we navigate through the ice here. I am joined today by Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and owner and founder of Ripiverse Comics and Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program and man who reads all of the things that we'd hear at Blaze don't really care to read. Thank you, John, for being here. Over my shoulder, as you can see. Actually, I went to Professor Dumbledore's uh, office to really soak in the knowledge. That's what it looks the- like. And uh, yeah, it's working well for me. See, it's weird, Jason, because there are some areas uh, around your head where it looks like there, it's just the, the bookcase has vanished. It's almost it's like all, it's just a green a screen behind you. A lot of magic going on. No, that's, that's oh. not a green yeah, there's a lot of spooky and mystical okay. things going on at Dumbledore's. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, uh, we're glad that you are uh, over out in Hogwarts. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I want to get to sort of breaking news this afternoon with the uh, the new story about the FBI. And if you hear children screaming in the background, well, you know what? I won't tell you what's in my coffee cup, okay? Uh, So the FBI searched the Penn-Biden Center offices in mid-November. We are now finding out. uh, This is according to two sources familiar with the investigation. This was after lawyers for President Biden were going through his personal documents. This is the story we're hearing now, but I don't actually know what's true and what's not because... We were told a completely different story several weeks ago. Now we're hearing that this happened a long time ago in November. Uh, Joe Biden's lawyers were going through the documents and FBI personnel went through and searched at this think tank back at the beginning of November. And we didn't hear anything about it. I'm sure that it doesn't have anything to do with the November midterms that uh, that were coming up. I'm I'm kind of. I shouldn't say that I'm surprised, especially when I, I know who I'm talking to here. OK, I know I've got the uh, the the anarchist here. So I'm sure that Eric is not surprised either. Jason, I'm sure you're not either. But I'm like, I know he's hiding a lot. I'm not surprised. But seriously, what in the world is he hiding? Because this, the, none of this is transparent at all. Now we're finding out that there were classified documents months ago. Nobody ever told us about it. And now, several weeks ago, the White House is like, oh, we're being totally transparent and, and forthcoming about this investigation. Well, no, you weren't because you didn't disclose all of this happening at the beginning of November. Right. Eric, I'll go, go first. Ahead. Oh, Eric, go ahead. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, me being the anarchist, this isn't surprising at all. Certainly to me that there's some funny business going on, which this is what this speaks to. I mean, you brought up the point that I was going to bring up in just the timing of it all when you consider, well, what November was and what that actually meant and would this have hurt? I, look, I don't know. 
what what would have happened out of that. But again, you know, as we continue to talk about this subject, we continued to bring up what happened at Mar-a-Lago with 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 Trump. And it's like the big deal that was made certainly out of that. So if we're going to look, I don't expect the FBI or any really agency to be to be fair at all. But let's say an ideal world world, if that were to be the case, we'd see some mm, level um, like I don't want to say enthusiasm. Uh, it's not really what it is, but to really get to the bottom of what they feel uh, is going to be, let's say, criminal uh, in this case, if that is to be the case. Now, we know that he's been transparent and I really well, he says that he's been transparent, but it seems more of like he's working with the FBI. At least I pick up, of course, Jason's way smarter than me uh, in this to- on this topic. So I'll let him uh, take it here in a little bit, but at least to me, it, 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 I get a sense of, well, it's like he's working with the FBI, but they want to give the mm-hmm. optics that they are playing like fair here. And like this is something mm-hmm. that there's it's not political or it's apolitical uh, at best. There's no uh, heavy slant. There's no leaning one way or the other. It's just one of those cases where they're trying to present the optics that they're doing something about it. But when you consider what we just learned and you consider the timing of it all. Uh, that 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 can that seems to not be the actual truth. Yeah, the narrative has been, oh, you know, they just they're self-reporting. They're self-reporting. It's so benign. You know, it's nothing mm-hmm. like what Trump mm-hmm. did at all. And I, I find it laughable because I'll get to the timing here in a second. But I find I find it laughable because they're, they're trying to make this case that it's not as bad as what Trump was doing. But I mean, at least we know that it was at least under 24 hour Secret Service guard within Mar-a-Lago. Right. And the FBI was informed there was a padlock that they advised to put on this door. Um, but then. Joe Biden apparently has a string of classified documents all over the East Coast and random garages. That's not a joke. A garage <laughs> and random closets. I think there was a closet in the in his is the think tank office and a closet in his his freaking house. Um, and uh, in which case we know that Hunter Biden was living there at least for a time. Um, and it's not like he's disclosed that Russian mafia hitmen were looking at, at him or harassing him. And who knows who else was a- around this guy. So don't even come at us with this is not as bad as what Trump was. I think it's way worse uh, than what was uh, involved with Trump. The timing, yes, as you guys have pointed out, is is very, very convenient because we found out that it was five to six days before the uh, the midterm election that they even you know found this when the lawyers found this uh, in the think tank uh, in Washington D.C. Um, so it was before they concealed it. See, this is how virtuous they are, guys. This is how benign everything was. They concealed this. Some would call this election tampering, maybe election. I, yeah, I, I'm just spitballing here, but some people may call that. But they hid that from the public. Now we find out that the FBI was also involved. Again, they didn't want this to come out because then it looks a whole lot worse. Then mm-hmm. suddenly we can't go after Trump, you know, and, and showing how the FBI was going after Trump and the DOJ. Suddenly we can't go uh, go after Trump. Now the FBI and DOJ are boxed in. They're boxed into this corner to what they can actually do. Because remember, going after Trump about this was all about, uh, uh, you know, uh, interfering with the election. That's what it, all it was. It was a political stunt. Yeah. Now we see it was a political stunt. You tried to conceal it. And now they're kind of left with, oh, what do we do? This is the government basically doing the dirty tricks that we've always seen them do. They'll continue to do. Um, I don't trust a, a single one of them. And the funny thing is this will probably just go poof. It'll probably just go away. And they'll try to make us all forget about it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I was about to close this particular topic by saying, um, you know, we'll we'll keep you guys posted on the developments as they develop. And I'm like, actually, I don't even know if we will ever find out 
uh, get yeah. to the bottom of any of this classified document saga. I don't think we will, because I think the American public will move on to something else. Um, but we will, of course, stay uh, stay on the lookout for new developments in that. I want to move over to uh, the pro-life activist who was just found not guilty on all charges yesterday. This is Mark Hook. A Pennsylvania jury found him uh, not guilty. He was charged under the FACE Act. That is the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances, stemming from an incident that we have covered on the program previously. This was at a Philadelphia abortion clinic back in October of 2021. And uh, the Biden administration alleged that Hook forcefully shoved a 72-year-old Planned Parenthood volunteer. Now, uh, the more to the story would be that this volunteer was harassing Hook and his son uh, and, and threatening them. If you guys are, are watching on the program, you can see they released a video of this particular incident. Um, where, you know, Hook was, he was there to, to, to do his part as an activist, as a pro-life activist. And look, you see this man approach. Uh, he was menacing towards Hook's son, which I got to tell you, if you approach my child and you start screaming profanities and you act in a threatening manner to my child, I may be small, but you're going to be dropped on the floor. I can promise you that. Um, but apparently it's not just me. The jury unanimously found him not guilty. He could have faced up to 11 years in prison and a maximum fine of $350,000 if he was found guilty. Now, I, I want to um, I want to stress here the reason why I find this story so important, and, and I want to get your thoughts, guys. He was arrested. Remember, we're talking about the FBI casually strolling into Joe Biden's Penn Biden think tank and, you know, searching cooperatively with uh, Joe Biden's personal lawyers to go through all of these documents. It doesn't seem to be how they treat the right, because when you're Donald Trump, they raid Mar-a-Lago at gunpoint and don't allow your lawyers, you know, any access to the property while you're doing so. When you're a pro-life activist on the conservative side, you get the FBI showing up in the middle of the night. He was arrested at gunpoint uh, last year by the FBI. They chose to come at a time when they knew that the family would be present. They terrorized his entire family because he dare actually speak out as a pro-life activist. And... The case was so bogus that not one juror found him to be guilty on any of these charges. Um, I, I want to play for you uh, outside the uh, outside afterwards, outside the courthouse. I want to play for you Mark Hook speaking to reporters right after he was found not guilty. Watch. I'm just uh, so grateful for the uh, the men that he surrounded me. Thomas Moore Society, the best lawyer in the city of Philadelphia. My family. I'm, I'm George Bailey today. I'm George Bailey today. Uh, but, you know, I, I would say he's a much... Um, a much nicer man than me, a much more probably forgiving man than me, because if I'm him... I'm pissed. I'm so pissed that the FBI, that the DOJ, that the federal government is doing this to me, trying to squash me because I'm, a, I'm just one individual and they think that they can. I'm so mad that they even attempted to do this. It really seems like going back to, to what Jason said with the, the Biden classified documents. I mean, it's crazy to me that anyone can deny that these government agencies are now they're They're just completely weaponized by the federal government to do their bidding. Eric. 
Yeah, that whole story is just crazy as all get out to me. Just the way that, of course, that he was arrested. You brought up the fact that, you know, you kind of get get busted up on and you got cats holding guns to you and you getting arrested for really nothing. And, yeah, we could talk about the taxpayer funding that was peed away, <laughs> that was wasted to uh, for this whole charade. But, I mean, I mm-hmm. think this also speaks to what we see elsewhere. You mentioned the other side and how definitely federal government agencies, when they get involved in any sort of cases, if they can, let's say, try to demonize their political opponents, well, that's what it is that they do. And it doesn't at all seem to be fair. Man, this guy could have had his life completely ruined because of that incident. And like, you know, you're talking about facing up to not to say that he would have faced it, but up to 11 years, you know, in in prison. Like that's that's absolutely terrifying just from just seeing that something like that. It was a potential that it had to come that way. Thankfully, you know, justice prevailed, if you want to call it that. But I would certainly believe that the people would be with prosecutors. Everybody should be criminalized in this whole uh, ordeal because this stuff isn't funny. A lot of oftentimes they don't get away with it. Oftentimes these people do end up in in prison and end up in, in jail or what have you. So I want to see and you pointed out he's far more forgiving. I want to see what happens to the people that were certainly involved in not just the arrest, but again, putting this man uh, to trial to the point to where, again, he was maybe going to face up to 11 years in prison. That's just absolutely crazy. Yeah. yeah, Jason, Sorry. I want I want to throw in here when I when I, I want to get your thoughts, but I want to throw in here just for perspective, just for context here. I'm sure I know you know this, Jason. He's not the only one that faces or that faced these charges right now because the FBI is going after a whole lot of pro-life activists. But conveniently, I don't seem to recall hearing them uh, find anyone who terrorized all of those crisis pregnancy centers. Huh. Interesting. That's right. And I I mean, you said it all. Uh, This is the weaponization of government. Perfect example. Like this is here it is in the flesh. And yeah, I think this is not the only one. They did a string of these pretty much all together. And um, I think that same law firm is uh, trying to help them all, I believe. I don't, I don't remember the name of, of them off the top of my head, but they're great, a great organization. But um, you, you, I mean, you just kind of like kind of picture this in your mind, right? Roe v. Wade goes down, their banner flagship issue on the left. Um, for some reason, they just love killing babies. And this goes down. And you got to imagine they all got into a room. You got Biden, you got Pelosi, you got Chuck Schumer. And they're like, how do we get retribution? That has got to have been, that had to have been the conversation. Um, how do we really stick it to these people? You know, we want revenge, you know, because that's a total government response, right? Their job is revenge every time things don't politically go their way. Um, but to do, in order, so to do that, they go and harass a bunch of mostly older people um, at their homes. Some of them, I think one guy was like in his 60s or something like that. You had grandmas, you had grandpas. And this guy, I mean, just talk about, you kind of hit on this a little bit, but but think about the just the flimsiness of this case. That guy pursued, he's a Planned Parenthood volunteer, pursued this guy. Now, this guy, Hook, was not even anywhere near the entrance. Wasn't anywhere near it. So right there, your case is blown up. Like, normally a judge wouldn't even attempt to even look at this, or the DOJ wouldn't even attempt mm-hmm. to try and prosecute, because he was nowhere near the entrance. He wasn't blocking it. Then this volunteer chases him down the street, goes after him, and the CEO of Planned Parenthood in the case had to concede that they had issues with this specific volunteer. He had done this in the past, and he had been scolded for it. Again, the second strike. There's no way the DOJ had any case, and they knew it, but they did it anyway. Mm. Why? Because they are now weaponized. They wanted revenge, 
And I'm sorry, this, I mean, this government is getting scarier and scarier the further this goes. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, on that note, we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, uh, Genyacel. So if you are looking for something special for your loved one uh, for Valentine's Day, I don't know, maybe the gift of looking 10 to 15 years younger might uh, pique their interest. I, I wish that I had thought to bring all of my, I've got a Genyacel collection that I use uh, in my bath. It's in my bathroom. I use it every day. Um, but specifically, They've got this new microbiome um, probiotic moisturizer, and it's the same probiotics that you find in you know, yogurt that you ingest, and it does all these good things with bad bacteria and good bacteria in your body. Well, you can get those same benefits on your face. It's going to do things like uh, you know, target fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, uh, and uh, all sorts of things if you put on this moisturizer. I use it every day. I love it. The secret is that I'm actually 95 years old, but you wouldn't know it because I use Genyacel. You really got to try it. They've got something for everything. They've got uh, something for your jawline. If you have a sagging jawline, uh, if you have puppy eyes, if you have fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, whatever the case may be, Genyacel has got you covered. Uh, you can go to genyacel.com slash why right now. And uh, for the first time ever, Every order at GenuCell.com from now until Valentine's Day will include a beauty box with two luxury gifts for free. Don't sleep on it. You can go to GenuCell.com slash Y, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Y. Joe Biden announced yesterday that he would end the COVID-19 national emergency and public health emergency. Yay! Except he's not going to end it until May 11th. Uh, this actually came at the same time that uh, the House was uh, considering a measure to end those same emergencies immediately, which, of course, every Democrat voted against. Um, and I just want to just as a reminder here, again, just to set up how crazy this story is. Last September, September, okay, so you have September, October, November, December, January, almost to February. Last September, Joe Biden announced in an interview that the pandemic was over. Watch. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. The pandemic is over. You heard it there, except how are we going to control you guys with fear if we don't keep this emergency uh, active? How are we going to, you know, pay the hospitals 20 percent more in Medicare uh, for all of those COVID-19 diagnoses? How can we possibly justify the public-private partnership with Pfizer and Moderna and all of these other big pharmaceutical companies if we don't have this public health emergency? How can we do any of these things? Fascinating. Because I would say that there was never actually a public uh, health emergency to begin with, but now we have Joe Biden extending it all the way until May uh, 11th. It really is hard to comprehend what this administration thinks that they are going to accomplish by extending this yet again. They claim that it is because they, uh, they want to make sure that all of the public health authorities have enough time to, you know, transition to not having this be a public health emergency. But I'm like, okay, so if you think that uh, your department needs, what, five months just to transition from a public health emergency, why do we, why does the department exist? I feel like I'm in good company here talking to, uh, you know, Eric and Jason. Uh, Eric, what say you on this? 
Yeah, like I was going to go there. Like, when was there ever one? I mean, I guess you can say it's just as legitimate now as it was before, where it was a bunch of quacks in the government, both federal, state, local governments all around the country had a little powwow and they authorized several acts uh, that they usually have in their own individual constitutions within these states where they say, hey, we have this, it's this emergency and now we get to do stuff that we couldn't do before. We can legitimize sort of these efforts, which seem to all have to do with somehow suppressing or impeding upon the rights of other uh, individuals. So that's all this is about. And yeah, people got their pockets lined up. Uh, top to bottom, whether it be the hospitals, whether it be people, people in academia, whether it be all these supposed uh, experts and they're not willing to let it go so easily. Well, because they benefited from it. The drunk on, on power like this. There was never an emergency and it's certainly not one. Now the sham is up to get the jig is up, but they have to, to have to keep perpetuating. Certainly this nonsense. And I guess to me, this points to the evil of government. It points to the evil of the say this, this bureaucracy that we have in this country where you have a lot of these Idiots who are often unelected, they have to keep doing something and they have to feel important. They have to feel sort of valuable. It didn't take them five months to sit up here and try to lock folks down. But all of a sudden it takes five months to to do all of this other weird stuff that they need to do to transit. What are we transitioning to? To doing nothing? Like what exactly would you need five months to transition <laughs> uh, actually into? It goes to show how crazy that this is. And I seem to say that every single segment, but this is crazier than all get out because we had evidence. We were calling it on this show, the sham that it was, the government reaction to this whole COVID nonsense and the fact that, and I have to think like, dude, there's still people that are doing this stuff. They're still weird. Every now and then a picture will pop up on my timeline. Some idiot sitting there showing off the fact that they got like some shot, like I guess <laughs> the six, seven shot. I'm like, there's still people doing this nonsense. And I guess when you consider that their overlords over at the government are still continuing on with this nonsense, well, I guess that's what you get. Yeah, yeah. Jason. If anything, if, if you put yourself on their side, they actually have more of a case to extend it further, right? Because now the data is showing that the multi-boosted, you know, people that got the vaccine, they're getting getting COVID and getting sicker at a rate higher than the people that didn't get, you know, vaccinated and they're having natural immunity. So, I mean, they really, I mean... Uh, to really just to hold them to everything that they say they believe in, they should just extend it further because they clearly haven't figured out how to get people vaccinated and how to how to how to actually make the vaccine work. Um, but I don't know. It's funny. I, I go from, uh, I guess, mocking on this to, I don't know, kind of being relieved that they're maybe they're finally coming to their senses. Not really. Um, but then also kind of like worried. And that's kind of how my mind thinks. Um, for one, they always the, the way progressivism and big government works is they keep you in a state of perpetual crisis. And you think about the dawn of, you know, the progressive era, you know, all the leaps and strides they took because of two world wars. I mean, the UK has the National Health Service today because the progressives, the Fabian socialists did what they did to take over as much as they could. Um, post World War II, um, Margaret Thatcher had to roll a bunch of that stuff back, and she did. She's awesome. Um, but now the the new crisis was COVID, and 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 look at all the freedom and liberty that we lost because of COVID. And 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 a lot of the times, people that would have said before, "I'll never give up my liberty or freedom," they were the ones falling in line the most on this. It was a small minority of people that were saying no. And I think this network and the people on the show right now are some of the ones that were pushing back heavily. Um, so our track record and credit on that is is there. But 
But now I'm wondering if they're willing to give up this crisis. What's the next one? Because again, big government and progressivism does not work unless you are scared. You are afraid and you are willing to crawl to them and say, help us. Um, look no further than the World Economic Forum. We met a couple weeks ago. They were talking about within two years, we're going to have a global catastrophic cyber event. I personally think that's probably the direction they're going to go. That's going to be the new thing that they're going to use to lock us down on different things, take control of your finances, surveillance state, all those very, very scary things that we talk, we've talk, we been talking about for a while, especially from these types of people, that's coming, guys. Uh, th- that is coming. That's their next step. And I'll just wait and see what it is. Well, um, I want to, uh, I-, I would just like to say, if they did want to, I don't know, extend a public health emergency or come up with a new public health emergency, maybe we could do an actual real public health emergency, which is uh, the increasing uh, myocarditis cases we've been seeing. Case in point, an MSNBC anchor just revealed in a recent segment that uh, she was hospitalized with heart inflammation in December, leading her to miss work for about a month. This is uh, Yasmin Vosovian, who hosts a weekend program on MSNBC. Uh, She recently shared that story. Here's uh, some of that. Watch. I know from my Twitter feed uh, that many of you have wondered why I have been off the air for a little while. Well, I have been dealing with a little bit of a health scare. On December 20th, I began to feel chest pains and they waxed and waned over a period of 10 days. I wasn't quite sure uh, what to make of it, but as they continued to get worse, I started to think something was actually wrong. I want to remind you, I run seven miles three to four times a week, or I did. Um, I do yoga. I don't eat meat. I don't smoke. I drink occasionally, not right now though, because my doctor tells me I can't. Aside from probably not getting enough sleep and working too much, I'm a pretty healthy person. But on that day, I was anything but. I was diagnosed with pericarditis, inflammation of the lining of my heart, brought on by a virus, a literal common cold. I also had fluid around my heart that had to be drained or else it could hinder the beating of my heart. I was hospitalized for four nights and transferred from a local hospital to NYU Langone here in New York City. On January 4th, I was finally discharged after doctors drained the fluid around my heart and I bounced out of the hospital. I couldn't get out of there fast enough with the hopes I was on the mend. But that was not the end. Three days later, I was readmitted when I felt a flutter in my heart like a butterfly, it was inside my chest. They determined I had developed myocarditis, inflammation of the actual heart now, the heart muscle. So MSNBC, clearly a uh, strict vaccine mandate. Um, we're seeing all of these myocarditis cases uh, rising tremendously, but don't worry guys. She said her doctor told her that she got myocarditis just from the common cold, Eric. Yeah, maybe she did get it from the uh, common cold, which you didn't hear a lot about that. Common cold is a uh, coronavirus if she's talking about the uh, common cold. And that's what they're playing on. It's like, hey, there's this one study that was done years ago that showed that this somehow sometimes happened to 0.001 percent of the population that got the common cold or something of that nature. It couldn't possibly be the jabs or anything that is associated with that, even though we know for a fact like that's not an opinion. We know that for a fact that one of the, let's say, side effect among the healthy has been, formerly healthy, has been exactly that, myocarditis and pericarditis, to the point to where, considering these issues and the clotting, you had uh, spots in, like, Europe who were not, let's say they were banning people 
being able to take it all together that were of the, let's say, younger population. She talks about how much she works out. She talks about all that. She's among the demographic of people that had no business getting this. And she more than likely was coerced, uh, certainly, into getting it. And it's crazy how we're seeing all of these articles and and not necessarily studies, but we're seeing all these people come out that are talking about, well, this is raising issues pertaining to the heart in young people. Everything like nowadays is like somehow is leading to that as if they don't want to admit that maybe there is a particular problem with this. And that's the weird part about it. Generally, when speaking with science, you want to certainly vet and you want to continue to test and figure out what the actual problem is. They seem to always confirm these supposed experts that it is everything else but the jab. Right. They don't know what it is. Like sometimes, oftentimes, like, well, we don't know what's actually causing this. We have an uptick here, but we know for certain that it's not the jab. It's almost as if they would never, ever, ever concede that they possibly got it wrong here. They can't. They they they, they, abs- they absolutely can't. I, I mean, I, I want to start this off with saying I, I feel bad for her. I hope she gets better. That's a, it's it's a serious illness that she's dealing with. So you know, I'll be praying for her as I pray for everyone to please get better. But I'm sorry, I I, I cannot. How do I put this? Just the way they did this broadcast, right? I mean, it kind of shows you how some of the journalists in the mainstream media, especially on the more leftist side, progressive side, as they see themselves as these total rock stars and it's this huge newsworthy event. And she's like giving this broadcast almost like it's news at 11, terrorists just attacked the downtown, blah, blah, blah. I'm staying with you. Yeah, okay. Did we really need that entire explanation? And from them, yes, we, we needed that entire explanation because they cannot have any of us getting out ahead of it and saying, hey, maybe you should look into the vaccine, right? They had to give this other long, overly long-winded response on why this is definitely not the vaccine. You know, this is this was the cold, and trust us. Um, yeah, I mean— they, this is their only response to this. They can't look into the fact that maybe they were wrong. They can't admit that. They can't look into the fact that, hey, maybe we should look into some of these cases that are all over the place and out there. Um, in, in fact, I want to read you something. I just looked this up really quick. This was a tweet from this same chick uh, back in 2019. She said, anti-vaxxers are dangerous. Make them face isolation, fines, arrests. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This this the same the same person. So, you're you're still you're still praying for her, right, Jason? Still praying for her, though. Still praying. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you're a better person than me. Uh, we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. So even the president of the United States, the president, the leader of the free world has admitted that there are going to be food shortages. You've got egg fa- factories catching on fire when we already are in egg shortages. Now is not the time to not be prepared. My Patriot Supply is going to help you be prepared. They've got breakfast, lunch and dinner. Uh, they all come in a very convenient organized pail and it's all shipped discreetly to your door so your neighbors can't come over whenever there's an emergency and they're out of food and you're not, all right? So the whole idea behind emergency food is you gotta do it now. You don't wanna wait. You don't wait a month. You don't wait two months. You don't wait six months. You don't wait until the nuclear bomb happens. You got to get it now so that you are prepared. You can uh, you can save right now $200 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. They are America's largest preparedness company. You got to go there. You can go there at preparewithnews.com. Do not wait. Go to preparewithnews.com. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, 
Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. NBA superstar and Golden State Warrior Steph Curry uh, wrote a letter to Atherton, California officials opposing the construction of low-income housing. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, well, that's weird. I mean, you've got a, a Joe Biden, you know, endorsed guy. He's he's clearly a, a liberal. You know, they're always all about taking care of our fellow man. Why doesn't he want to help people? Well, it's because this proposed 1.3 acre lot would be built right behind his multi-million dollar home. And he didn't like that very much. Uh, so he wrote a letter to the city, which says, this is the, the, literally the quote. It says, we hesitate to add the not in our backyard, literally rhetoric, but we wanted to send a note before today's meeting. Safety and privacy for us and our kids continues to be a top priority. And one of the biggest reasons we chose Atherton as our home. Should that not be sufficient for the state, we ask that the town commits to investing in considerably taller fencing and landscaping to block sight lines onto our family's property. Um, so not only does he want Atherton to just completely dismiss the idea that they should be providing, uh, you know, uh, housing for anyone else other than, you know, the rich elitists. He's also like, but if you do, I realize I'm a multimillionaire, but I don't actually want to build the fence. I think you should build the fence for me. It's just crazy coming from all these bleeding heart liberals. It's almost like, guys, it's almost like, stay with me here. They actually don't believe any of the policies that they claim that they, uh, that they want perpetuated. It's almost like they're complete hypocrites about literally everything. Eric. The vast majority of celebrities, um, especially uh, people that are in a position to really do it. I mean, this guy's making just a, several millions of millions of millions of dollars uh, out the year. Uh, we talk about Steph Curry here. I think him and his wife, uh, they all have like ventures and stuff that they're participating in, which amasses them uh, a lot of wealth. And look. I'll be the first one to say, as a guy that's going through this right now, I don't want to live uh, around just just any old person. Uh, that kind of defeats the purpose. You get this money, you want to be somewhere safe, you want to be somewhere certainly secure, you definitely want to be away from people. And I'd be okay <laughs> with that. I'm okay with it. But it's not like this is a position mm -hmm. that is universal. This is why often these leftists love this like welfare statism and all that, but they have to keep it at bay. It's the same thing with like the gun control stuff. These guys, of course, have their security. Oftentimes we hear about them having uh, paid security that are in the protecting all of their little uh, uh, lofts and bu buildings and all of that. And that's perfectly fine. And then on the other side, they will make it far more difficult for the average regular person to protect themselves. It's the same idea. It's like, well, when you're using other people's money, and you're going to help people. 
I'll support it, but just make sure you keep it away from me. If you bring it my way, now we have an a- absolute problem. That part is hilarious that they would ever even consider or have anybody be themselves or their lawyers talk about, hey, y'all need to, if y'all can put that there, I'm going to need y'all to build some fencing so they won't be looking. At, well, wait a minute. Hold up. Like, I can imagine me going to the city and being like, look, I don't want to be seen by any of these people. So I'm going to need you to sit up here and, and build like some fencing so they can't see. They will laugh at us if it would have, but they may actually consider it. It is actual uh, Steph, uh, Stephen Curry they were talking about here. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Okay, so. he, he confirmed two things in one letter. Uh, one, they're all full of crap. They don't they don't believe uh, in what they preach. And two, walls work. Um, clearly because he wants them to build one. Um, I've worked with a lot. Uh, I've worked in that world and there's a very, it's a very small minority that actually believe, um, all the political crap that they throw out there and try to preach to everyone. Um, I, none of them are virtuous, pretty much every single one of them. And it's exactly right. And they put it in there, not in our backyard. That's exactly what they believe. Um, they, 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 they don't even consider, you know, the ramifications to this faux virtue that they throw out there. They, they, they don't even, they don't even think about it. All they know is that, Hey, I'm in the public spotlight. And I think because of all the people that they hang out with and their little bubbles, that this is going to sound the most virtuous to the rest of my fans. And so that's what they go with. I don't even really think they have too many actual political thoughts, uh, in their brains. They're pretty much just thinking about making money and having a good time, which pretty much is, you know, what most Americans should be thinking about. But, um, but the the but the difference is they use their platform to try and push an ideology on, on the rest of the country. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 so it's so easily mockable at this point. But it's really sad in another case because I was just reading this article about how all the uh, the policies pushed by Gavin Newsom, specifically the ones uh, regarding like mm-hmm. prostitution and stuff like that, are ripping apart communities. And there were some journalists that went down there to take a look at it, and they were just flabbergasted. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I've never seen this." Um, there's pimps exploiting these women and in many cases the, these women we know are getting beat and raped and all this stuff and some of them are illegally being sex trafficked oh my gosh this is all over the place now well you're, it's going to make me cuss but no s that's going to happen that's obvious that that would <laughs> happen the problem is you're up in bel-air right and you never see these things because it's not mm-hmm. in your backyard mm-hmm. but when you go to downtown la it's exploding um and this is just the policies the left does you know they make it sound virtuous they make it sound you know benign they make it sound like they really you know give a crap but they don't give a crap and they're destroying american cities in the process yeah. And, and I want to I know we got to take a quick break. I want to be clear here, though, because I, I want I want to make sure that I'm clarified on this position, because, Eric, you said I, I agree with that. I want to know that if I work hard and I make all this money and I've you know transformed myself into a multimillionaire, that I can have housing where I feel safe and my family feels comfortable and I can live in these places without, you know, I, I think as, as maybe Steph Curry would view them, the poors. I don't want the poors <laughs> nearby me. Really, it's about safety. But but the, 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 the problem that I have is, of course, that they are the ones who are like, oh, well, let's let all the illegal immigrants in. Oh, well, we it's a, well, let's just give drug users more drugs. Like, oh, well, let's I mean, they're doing nothing to, uh, you know, to help us keep our streets clean. And now all of a sudden they're like, oh, we don't want the pores in our backyard. 
literally. Um, all right, we've got to uh, we got to take a quick break first. I want to I want to remind you guys for those of you who uh, didn't realize, Alex Stein is uh, hosting a brand new show here on Blaze TV. It's called Primetime with Alex Stein. It begins February eighth is its premiere. And you know you've seen Alex on this program. You never know what to expect from him. Make sure that you are signed up at blazetv.com/primetime. Uh, you can use code Pimp on a Blimp. You can tell I didn't come up with that code for $20 off. That is uh, blazetv.com slash primetime. The beauty brand uh, NYX Makeup uh, apparently failed to recognize their customer base by promoting their new lip color with, of course, a bearded man. So uh, they did it on Twitter. They did it on Instagram. But uh, here's this tweet. SOS, the 2000s called and they said, you need this right now. Wow, that's really appealing, NYX. I really want to buy this beautiful pink lipstick. Uh, with. Does the beard come with it? Or is that after I start taking testosterone? I'm not sure anymore, but I feel like this would be a great time to re remind everyone that um, you can get I don't know, very similar shade at AmericanBeautyBySarah.com. I would check out the shade Victorious if you're in the market for a pink like that because this is the exact reason why I created my company. I wanna give you guys time. I know we don't have very much time this segment. Eric, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir here. I know this is why you created your company as well, your comic book company, because they're infiltrating these brands. And it's like, can you just sell makeup to, to women? Can you just do that? Can you stop with the wokest ideology and just sell me a freaking lipstick? No, you can't? Okay, fine, then I'll do it. Eric. That's how you have to approach it. These companies are laugh laughing in your face. They're trying to appeal to a population that may exist, but they're really statistically insignificant, and it's very bizarre. So they need to be competed with. Go support Sarah's brand as opposed to this uh, retardation. I'm sorry. I can't call it anything else. <laughs> yeah. All, all I got is stop <laughs> pretending like the 2000s called. Give me a break, man. We already went through this. It was called hair metal bands. They wore lipstick, eyeshadow. They had hairspray, big hair. This has already been done. You're not even original. Shut up. Okay, but I will say, Jason, for the record, they were not trying to portray themselves as women. They were just being like awesome. heavy metal, right? Hard rock. I, don't, I mean, calm down there, tiger. Um, but But this is just like... I don't think that they had the shade of pink that we just saw right no, there. No. And I will say for the record, yeah. they didn't. I will say for the record too, um, I saw a really big pushback on, uh, look at that. Wow, that is so lovely. Nothing <laughs> makes me want to buy a lipstick more than having facial hair attached to it. I have to wonder when I open the tube, am I going to find little little black hairs inside the lipstick? Is it already, does it already come with it? I don't know. I, I don't think I'm gonna Maybe. find out either. Um, neither are a lot of, uh, of women who I went on there. I actually found this on Instagram and I was scrolling through the comments just to see and it was overwhelmingly like, uh, yeah, I'm not buying your product anymore. Uh, I'm unfollowing you. Uh, way to know your customer base. Um, I don't really wanna see a giant beard when I'm in the market for lipstick. Could you please just like keep that radical BS away from me, people, especially women, are overwhelmingly, I think, rejecting it because they're realizing this is the patriarchy. If there ever was one, this is it. Men are completely taking over women's spaces, whether it be sports, whether it be, you know, uh, uh, scholarships, whether it be makeup, whatever the case may be. Now, oftentimes it doesn't work out quite so well when in, in terms of the uh, Finland uh, figure skater, trans figure skater who... Uh, 
Wow, if you didn't catch that, you might want to check out the program yesterday. But they're taking over women's spaces. And I think women overwhelmingly are rejecting it and saying we have had enough. Uh, all right, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be back. Well, thank you guys for uh, for being here with me, braving the storm. Uh, Eric July, of course, founder and owner of Ripaverse Comics. Jason Buttrell, who is founder and owner of his Double Twitter, I think, I guess. <laughs> oh, I don't think you're the founder and owner of that. I think J.K. Rowling would beg to differ on that one, Jason. Um, but I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, I don't know when we're going to. Is it going to thaw on Thursday? Is that yeah, the latest? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of stuck here until then. Um, we hope that you will uh, will tune in tomorrow. I mean, unless we lose power, because I don't know, we live in Texas and we have Greg Abbott as governor. So who knows what the future might bring. But um, I will I will tell you that would be a big problem for us because uh, we have a leopard gecko with a heat lamp. And let me tell you, I've thought about that several times like, oh, gosh. Please don't let that happen to my son. Um, but uh, I appreciate you guys being here. We're going to be right back with you here tomorrow. And I just want to give a quick shout out to the crew that we have that actually did brave the roads that uh, that we couldn't go out onto. So Sean, Rob, Clay, Zach, I'm not sure if I missed anyone, but um, I really appreciate it. I know you guys are, are holding the fort down there at the studio and I can't thank you guys enough uh, for doing it. So we appreciate you guys. Shout out to all of them. I appreciate you, Eric. I appreciate you, Jason. And we uh, will see what the news does tomorrow and uh, hope you'll tune in then. See ya. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.